Blog Talk Radio. I ain't gonna marry in the fall. Ain't gonna marry in the spring. Cause I'm in love with a pretty little girl who wears a diamond ring. And I'm just a country boy. Money have I none But I've got silver In the stars Gold in the morning sun Gold in the morning sun Never gonna kiss Ruby red lips of the prettiest girl in town. Never gonna ask her if she marry me. I know she'd turn me down. Cause I'm just a country boy. Money have I none But I've got silver In the stars Gold in the morning sun Gold in the morning sun I never could afford a store-bought ring With a sparkling diamond stone All I could afford is a loving heart The only one I own Cause I'm just a country boy Have I none? But I've got silver in the stars, gold in the morning sun, gold in the morning sun. Watch it with us, but basically this is going to be a crap load of 70s 
70s action trailers, a lot of rare ones that I'm going to be talking to, talking at y'all about. You should get it, because it is a great set. But that was the main potatoes of the drive-in back then, was the action movie. You would get all sorts of things. Most of it would be cars. Twisted metal movies, cop movies, moonshining movies, you name it, you get it. And that's what we love down south. And most of the the 70s was really the rain, last rain, and the rain of the drive-in. Because that's when the drive-ins were the biggest. Almost all of the exploitation films were keyed toward the drive-in market, and you'll probably you'll see this a lot with this. The grindhouse films, yeah, the inner city films, you would get stuff like the kung fu films, the Bruce Lee films. Well, no, the drive-in movies were the Bruce Lee films. The inner city films were the one and only Sonny Chiba because they were dirty and gritty like that. And that's what we got there, and here we are. Okay, let me get set up here. Got to get past the Trailerama Part 5, 70s Action Pack. Pause it right there, right when it starts showing the grain, and sync up this audio with there. We're going to get started in five, four, three, two, one, go. And the first one up tonight is Warren Oates in Born to Kill. If you watch this trailer, it makes it seem like it's this badass redneck action film. But no, this is another name for Monty Hellman's existential, existential film, Cockfighter. You wouldn't know that it was, because they're showing, like, every bit of action from the entire movie in this trailer, because they couldn't sell, because there were only two cockfighting movies ever made, and this is 50% of them right here. And you would see stars like uh, Warren Oates in this, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, Steve Rails back. But, yeah, I mean, this this is hilarious because it sold this as another redneck pee-picking movie when it damn sure isn't. And this is one of uh, uh, Sam Peckinpah's classics, but it's not one of my favorite, but a lot of people love this one, and that is Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia which is probably the most Warren Oates movie you're ever going to see. 
And it is good. It's got Gig Young and all that, but it's not one of my favorites. But, and even back then, it flopped at the box office. It was hated by the critics. It wasn't until the last 10 or 20 years that it's gotten any cred. Hell, this movie was even in the Golden Turkey Awards of the worst films of all time, which I don't understand. Because this is truly a great movie with Warren Orr's great performance, uh, Chris Christopherson and all that. But it's not one of Peck and Paul's best. I'm a Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid guy. This one's a little too oddball for me, but that's just me. And Gig, I mean, if you watch the trailer, you would think this is just another action film when it's not. They love selling films as what they aren't because they didn't know how to sell it. And this is definitely one they did not know how to sell. Paul. And they're still selling Sam Peck and Paul here as the director of The Wild Bunch. And they're showing you the exact ending because it's got a whole lot of bang-bang in it. That's all they wanted to see was the bang-bang and the action and all that. They didn't give a damn about the booby quality or all that. And what's next? Oh, The Getaway, the Sam Peckinpah pimp film with... Uh, it's a little bit of a Sam Peckinpah section with... Uh, Steve McQueen and Ally McGraw. It's good. Not as good as uh, their other film, which is a Thomas Crown Affair. But this is good. And, it's, and like all the others taken from the author who this book is written from, they always cut the punch out of the ending because L. Ray, which is also mentioned from Dust Till Dawn, is supposed to be the nasty, disgusting place, and that's where they're going to end up at the end of the movie. But you wouldn't tell by watching this movie, because it has a happy ending, which it really shouldn't have. And this has Sally Struthers in her first film role. And like I said, they sold it as another, your generic action film, and it's not that. Another one is like, okay, we got to sell it this. we got to sell it to the drive-in crowd, and that's what we're selling it to. This is sold to the, the macho film. And here's when the ending with Sam Peck with uh, Slim Pickens. My bad. Come on. Hold on. Come on, baby. Get in there. Get up. Come on. Get up. Sorry, my co-host here was getting up on the on the bed. But yeah, I mean, you look at this; it's a romance, it's a sweet movie. But still, this is a dark movie that should have been a hell of a lot darker than it was. But the studios wanted to make a studio film and not the book. And this is another long-ass trailer. It pretty much shows every bit of action in the freaking movie. 
which is pretty good if you were getting there with your kids, trying to get the food and everything, get settled down before the movie started. Because this trailer right here is five minutes, and they're showing almost every highlight from the freaking movie in it. And our drive-in, the Follett, their specialty was chili, which they would make from the day-old hamburger. And God, it was good. Ella Terry, one of his first English roles. Sally Struthers, too. And I always loved it. I always loved this as a kid until I seen the movie, then I'd realize, they they showed me everything I already wanted to see. The romance, the car crashes, and we're still on the getaway. This is a very long trailer, <laughs> oh, and it's still not over. We still got to show some more of every car crash in the movie, which, which granted, it is some pretty damn good car crashes. It's about. Four on the five of car crash food scale. And we're still going on the trip. <laughs> oh, my God. This may be the longest trailer on the thing. Heck, this is more like a Crank Castle Films best of released in the freaking trailer. Bloody Friday. This is a German action, a German police crime film, and it's a brutal. If you can find this one uncut, it's a very brutal and vicious little film. Hell, just look at the trailer; you'll see how brutal it was. I mean, this is just like full-on policia brutal action. It even shows some of the nastier bits in this trailer. This has always been one of the favorites of us police fans because of how mean-spirited and brutal it is. Right there, we just seen a cop get his guts blown out with a grenade. Others involved. This is a very intense and with a very macho bad guy at the as the lead. Right here is, that was the scene where the macho bad guy showed the lesbian how the man is manly. And those are the two good kids who realize that they've made a mistake in joining in this. But it's too late now. This is definitely one I would recommend if you like gore and you like action and stuff. It right here is about the only thing you could tell that this is a German film and not an American. Even a German action film like this is a rare breed. Highly recommended, highly violent. 
What's this? Oh, Charlie Varick. A damn good one. One of Don Siegel's best. And one of the few times that you got to see uh, the star. Walter Massow is just a pure son of a bitch. This is one of those movies where there's the good, there's our son of a bitches, which is Charlie, and the evil sons of bitches. And it's got Andrew White. Who played the uh, Scorpio in Dirty Harry? One man against the mob. What happens is he turns out he is for a job, and he turns out he hits a mob bank, and then the shit really hits the fan. Andy White, yeah. Oh, sorry, I scared you. Doesn't mean I won't throw you out the window. And Joe Don Baker is just your basic smiling son of a bitch. This is another one I would highly recommend because this is a great film. One of Don Siegel's best. One of Walter Matthau's best. It's just sad it's not <clears throat> more well-known than it is. Charlie Varick, The Last of the Independents. Screen a Siegel film. Oh, we got that dee that used to get from Paramount. This is the meanest, this may be one of the meanest priests I have ever seen. Look at that. He, he, this priest will beat, bitch slap you and beat the shit out of you and beat God into you. <laughs> Isaac Hayes, Lino Ventura, and Fred Williamson in Three Tough Guys. This is good. It's kind of odd because you've got... Isaac Hayes and stuff. There's a lot of bitch slapping in this movie. A lot of bitch slapping. But Lino Ventura is the king of the bitch slaps. Just look right here. I'm trying to ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, the meanest priest ever. He'll kick, kick the hell out of you. It's like a cross between Italian action film and uh, and there is Fred the Hammer Williamson playing a bad guy in black leather. I love it. Red leather. That kind of money doesn't interest me anymore. The important thing is to line up 
guys. <laughs> and this is not a black exploitation film. This is a polizia film, a creme, a, a Italian crime film, not a creme, an Italian crime film. But they're selling it because it has Isaac Hayes and Fred Hammer Williamson as a black exploitation film. But really, this is Dino uh, Ventura and also Isaac Hayes' first movie score. Jim Brown is Slaughter. Or is this Slaughter's big ripoff? Oh, three the hard way. Yeah, the one where Jim Kelly kicks the crap out of three cops, about five cops in a row. And he has that funky mustache. (laughs) This one is one of the more over-the-top ones because it's about Fred the Hammer Williamson and Jim Kelly and Jim Brown versus a whole army full of Klansmen neo-Nazis. And there's just all sorts of ass-kicking scenes for no reason, like a, like the scene where Fred Jim Kelly comes into the movie. He just starts kicking the shit out of five cops for no frickin' reason. They have a scientific thing, and they got this poison, and they're going to kill all the black men in the world with... See, look, guy jumping through the window for no reason, a truck going through a phone booth for no reason, guy jumping through there. Someone gets shot in a phone booth for no reason. Just no reason. I love it. It's just too bad the movie isn't as bad as the wacky premise makes it out to be. This is a very wacky, over-the-top film, and it's just too bad it doesn't go with it. See, we even stopped a movie for, like, a soul band to sing for no reason. And you know they know I sing love. Yeah, this is what, when they say someone actually exposed all the face, this is the kind of movie they're talking about. Because there's just overload of action. This is the only, this is one of those movies they have like 500 soldiers just so they can have 500 people killed in the movie. First time. The two cars going over the top. One exploding. Why? Because we can. Look at that. One car on top of the other and exploding. Three the hard way. Another Paramount film. Yeah, the big studios are putting out these exploitation films when they couldn't sell anything else.
Oh, this is hit the Sidney J. Fury one with Billy D. Williams. They remade this as Gordon's War. This is one of the longer trailers on this thing. And it's interesting because it's one of the bigger roles of it's got Billy D. Williams and Richard Pryor in it. It's not that bad, it's just they spent the whole first hour of this movie just building up to the heist. And when you got a whole hour of training in a two hour movie <laughs> it kinda drags even though it's good. I like Gordon's War better because it's meaner and sleazier. And there it is, the famous J.M.B. Scotch. Paul Hampton. That J.M.B. Scotch may be one of the top five movie deals of all time. I mean, imagine that. Just all the free promotion they got. Well, if you have someone take a drink in there, you can use our booze in your movie. That's side dressing. Okay. Yes, and it does feel like one week when you're watching the Once it gets to the hit itself and the whole heist, it's beautiful. But once it, but it takes a while to get to that. But once you do, damn. This is one if you see it on Tubi or free like that, I'd recommend watching it. And here it is, the remake of hit, Gordon's War. Now, this one is the sleazy one, with They Glow Cocaine. Paul Winfield is a badass Vietnam vet who's going to kill every drug dealer he can and destroy every bit of drugs he can, because he can. Yeah, I think he'd tell you watch the 70s film, because he spent four years in the NAM. They still use the Vietnam action film, act of that thing in the 80s, too, but this is sort of like a, a sleazier version of Hit and a less sleazier version of the Black Gestapo without the whole darkness of the second half of the Black Gestapo. But it's still goddamn good. Gentlemen, we have a problem. Our largest New York franchise 
See, look, they're burning people's faces with torches. This is just a great, mean little movie, and you never seen Paul Winfield play such a dark, mean, badass in a movie. This one, if you watch this one, if this doesn't make your ass want to get in the theater and just watch it, then something wrong with you. It's got everything, explosions, shooting, car chases, twisted metal. I mean, it's just like everything that you want in an action film plus. And real car chases and real twisted metal, not this. Fake CGI over the top, Fast and the Furious, which is still good crap you get nowadays. Tick, tick, tick. Which is a damn good little movie. This is one of the few in the heat of the night exploitation films. This was a small genre, only like three or four of them. But yeah, this one plays the race card like a mother father. It has uh, Jim Brown as a black sheriff who gets a, who gets elected sheriff. As a black man who gets elected sheriff in a little southern town. And the whole... It's as good as you want, but the ending deflates. But I do, I mean, just look, it has all this great setup, and the ending kind of falls flat. That's the biggest problem with it, is the ending falls flat. But it's still good. I would recommend watching it if you see it on Tubi or anything like that. But going out of your way to buy it, I'd watch it first. It's like every point that's set up is just... Order. Not as bad as you would think it is, but like I said earlier. Rated G. Oh, this one ain't going to be no fun. <laughs> Rated G, this is an X-rated movie, Payday, with Rip Torn. This, Rip Torn is so sleazy in this movie that you can smell the beer, fu- you can smell the beer and 
the beer sweat on his body throughout the whole thing. He plays one. He plays a really big scumbag of a country music singer in there. But back then, that's how we liked it. We have all our stories of George Jones getting drunk and all that stuff. So stories of him sticking out the gun and just threat shooting at people. I would be like, "Oh God, that crazy ass George Jones is there," you know. They get away with anything, everything back then, cause there. There's John the Johnny Cash stories where he's like Stone. This is where it's based on the old wild days of country. He's definitely based on Johnny Cash by looking at the hairdo. Fucking. <laughs> This is a great movie, but warning, this is a dark, sleazy, nasty little film. I would definitely recommend it, but watch out at Bites. Payday. Oh, God, did this one fuck me up as a kid. Bill, Buster and Billy. Jesus, I was like watching this, I'm like, oh, this nice, sweet, 50s romance, oh my god, it's in a, what the fuck? This has uh, one of uh, Robert England's first movies. But basically it's the story of uh, Buster who falls in love with the town pump, Billy. And the rest of the guys get pissed off because they're taking away their, uh... Yeah, look at the end of the trailer said, what should have been a love story. This is a hate story. <laughs> you just have to watch it. Buster and Billy, watch it. I ain't telling you no more. Watch it. This is definitely 50 exploitation. This is the imp. Robert Carradine, fresh off his big hit on the cheerleaders. Um, and it has one hell of a joyride. It has one hell of a ELO soundtrack, too. Yeah, let me turn that, because you need to hear that damn soundtrack. Because if you ain't there. This is the music there. It's so fine by ELO. It's just got a great ELO soundtrack. How are you doing? You spent our last money on dog food? Susie, John, and Scott. And See, listen, telephone line. Shut that telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
see here more ELO. Oh, and that's Melanie Griffith, too, in her first role. This is like a cross between Easy Rider, uh, Easy Rider, uh, uh, Making County Line, just nicer, American Graffiti. Oh, and here is a classic for you. Anyone who likes car crash movies and doesn't know or like this one, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry, one of the most greatest and one of the most fucked up last five seconds in a movie ever. Susan George and Peter Fonda just going around tearing ass across the country. It's a great, this is one of the top 70s car crash films there is. Harry! Everything under control? Yeah, merchandise on time. It's been delivered and it's just waiting. George, he says he'll kill us. Look, Roddy McDowell. But anytime you want out, you just saw her. Yeah, I love it. I mean, just, just great stunts, great stunt men. Every, this is, if you look at it, what you need to make a great drive-in car crash classic, just look at Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. Just look at this. This is why I love stuntmen of the 70s. I love them to death. Hey, Mary, crazy Larry. Uh, I mean, I just love it. The air, the dangerousness. Just them doing all this stuff with the big-ass grin like Peter Fonda has here. And them just doing some of the craziest little dangerous stuff and not getting a scratch. And if they do... They come out with a big ass freaking grin on their face, buddy. I love you, 70s stuntmen. I love you. Oh, Crazy Larry. Classic you need to see. Must That's on your must see list from tonight. Just write that down. This is the sequel to Macon County Line, Return to Macon County Line. The only problem with it is that it pretty much sucks. There's just no way around it. Nick Nolte, uh, uh, Don Johnson, it ain't shit compared to Macon County Line, the first one. After the first one, you're expecting battery acid, and what you get is more American graffiti 
Roxanne, Macon County line. Eat the big apple. I mean, it's got everything that you'd expect from uh, American Graffiti Tile, 50 car crash exploitation, 50s cars, and music. I wish I had more to say about this, but it, eh, even the ending is, there's eh, a reason why this movie is not more well known than it is, and that's because, eh, it's, eh, I wish it was better, I do wish it was freaking better. As a 50 exploitation, it's okay, but as a sequel to Return to Macon County, it sucks. Chopper Outlaws. Biker exploitation. In the 70s was the last of the biker exploitation movies. You you could tell this is early 70s because they like kill the pig stuff, but still. They were still... He, yeah, Hell's Angels exploitation, because most of them in the 70s were just Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels on wheels. Hell's Angels forever. Riding Angels. Devil's Angels. Coached. Blood. Poor blood. It was Big Bill Smith himself. Vengeance is there, saith the Lord. Oh my. <laughs> Angels die hard. There were about, if you look it up, there were so many movies about the Hell's Angels. There's angels in the title. Like I said, angels die hard. Angels ride forever. Hell's Angels became their own subgenre of exploitation. With Tom Baker. Tom Baker. And William Smith. I mean, dig it. You like that tripping on your own, man? You go over the high side, it's racist. picture to show the true depravity and lust of these vicious modern-day outlaws. The angels, they live hard, they love hard, they die hard, they die hard. hard. This one is more like the Great Northville County Massacre than your basic Hell's uh, Angels, uh, Satan sadist type of bikers movie. And I love that. The last picture just saw him flipping it off. Only one. Number 
Oh, Lord, Viva Knievel. There were two evil Knievels, and one of them started evil Knievel himself. This is that one. Evil Knievel for a while, because the stuntmen were gods in the 70s. Knievel was like a hero. But it turned out he was a real scumbag and a son of a bitch, and it killed almost ever killed his career dead. Gene Kelly, Red Buttons. You're not my judge and jury. Lauren Hutton, too. That's how you can tell a great drive-in movie of the 70s. It had Marjo Gortner in it. That was like a sure thing. Marjo freaking Gortner. And it's one of those where they were always stunts set up for him to do wherever he goes. And this was for the toys, the Evil Knievel cycle, the Evil Knievel truck. See, look at this. Just everything set up so perfectly. It's like he could jump on the back of a 16-wheeler. The other one with George Hamilton has the better song. I do what I please. Man, the birds and the bees. Sorry. Right. Oh, God. If you watched... uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood last year, they had this trailer right here when, uh, what's-her-name, went to see, uh, her, Sharon Tate went to see her performance. And it's CC and Company, where they tried to make Joe Namath into a tough, badass biker. I mean, they did everything to make it badass. They got William Smith in here. They got Sid freaking Haig in here. But it didn't work. When you got Sid Hagen, Bill Smith in your movie, and you can't make yourself look tough, then there's something wrong with you. Can I ask you a personal question? And Ann Margaret, too, they, they, they tried to stack it, but as a football, as a football player, Joe Namath was one doofy, doofus of an actor. And I do want a hairdo like this guy singing right now. God. It looks like a big white shellac rug slapped on his head. I need this. I need this bad. And I want some of them suits like the biker has, man. I just want them. The love scene. See, women, Mar and Margaret likes him. And yes, this song is a badass song. It's probably why they play it forty times during the trailer. CG Rider, what you have done now? I 
I'm sorry, but William Smith out-tough Joe Namath off the movie. And I love that, that song where he jumps over there. Oh, the loners. I haven't seen this one, but just just imagine an Easy Rider ripoff with Dean Stockwell in it. Uh, I never scalp on St. Patrick's Day. Back in the day, this is how we'd start a film, because even if the movie sucked, You'd be pumped by stuff like this. You'd be like, yes, I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Even if the movie sucked. It's like the trailers would get you in such a revved up state that unless the movie is really badass. You would. that you would basically be let down by the movie. But that was the way to drive in was they were there for the sale, the sizzle, the hype. Most of these movies weren't that good, so they had to get the best five minutes to sell it. Like, this is a cross between biker exploitation, easy rider exploitation, Billy Jack exploitation. They were just throwing in everything but the kitchen sink in here. I mean, they were just laying it on thick. They're like, okay, we're going to put everything that we can that we know that sells in there. Is this the losers? Losers. This is one of the most insane movies you'll ever see. A cross between exploitation and biker exploitation in the 70s. It's about a group of Hell's Angels who are sent to Vietnam with souped-up bikes with machine guns on them to rescue a uh, a senator. But what really gets you is they slip in some nasty-ass real shit, like how uh, uh, the, our soldier boys were nothing but meat, how we would go there and get the get women pregnant over there and just leave. Just just some of the nastier stuff that we didn't want to deal with or talk about about the Vietnam experience. And it was also the one that uh, Butch was, Butch's wife was watching in Pulp Fiction when he woke up the morning after the fight. This is definitely on the must-see list. Just great stunts, little slipping in a little message into you, Bill Smith, someone getting clocked with a big stick, God bless America just sneaking in, William Smith, Adam Rourke, this is a must see. 
Run, Angel, run. Run. I don't know a damn thing about this film. Sorry. Oh, God. Five bloody graves. No, Kane's way. This is a bizarre film. It starts out as a western, and the very last scene, it turns into a biker exploitation film. I don't know why, but good God! You like me. Don't you, Mama? Anybody? <laughs> this is a bizarre, bizarre movie. I can't say if it's good. I can't say if it's bad. I can just say it's fucking weird. <laughs> it ain't natural. He became what he killed. John Carradine with the preacher carrying around severed heads and uh, barrels on side of his wagon. Hell. Fear was in their greeting. Murder. 
This was his fuck you for the Kitty Giovanni Giovanese murder. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know if it's a ghost story, if it's an Avengers story. It's it's a hate story, definitely. watching this one, but this is still one of the darkest movies that Clint Eastwood ever made. It would be the darkest if it wasn't for a little film that came out a little bit after this called The Beguiled. But this is a bizarre little film, a mix between a cowboy western and a haunted house movie. And I love it. And there's no questions of who he is. You never find that out, and I love that part, too. Rated R. Ah, more Sam Peckinpah, one of my favorites of his. And one of his, in his most mellow, sweet, and melancholy film, that would be The Battle of the Cable Hogue. This will be a good time to talk about the food. Like I mentioned earlier, they have the chili, and they would take like whatever hamburgers were left at the end of the night. They would they would uh, soak it in uh, tomato sauce and chili powder and assorted spices. And then the day after, they would come in early and slow cook it. And you would have either half of it would be made in hot dog chili. And then the other one would be put in beans, the chili beans that were slow simmering overnight with uh, pork in it. Mm, Goddamn, it's good. And that would be their chili and their hot dog hamburger. That would be the chili and their hot dog chili, and God, it sold like a mother. And the bad thing is, once it was sold out, that was your ass. You'd have to wait till tomorrow. They had hamburgers, corn dogs, usual stuff. And there were no troubles at the local drive-in because they made sure that the police were taken care of, and I'm not talking about money. And the Twin Arrowver in Knoxville, which was the big double screen, their big thing was their fried chicken. God, it was good. Their fried chicken was so good that they sold it out of the back of the snack bar, and you could go buy the chicken without having to buy a ticket for the movie. 
and you would see and you would see the churchgoers who mostly condemn the drive-in as a den of iniquity come there forget their Sunday dinner chicken with the rolls, the mashed potatoes, the white or brown gravy, your choice. Just good eating. And the Twin Airs, where well, I first had a, 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 what they call the Frito pie. Or as they call them nowadays, the variation of walk-in taco. Where they would just take uh, Frito chips and just put the chili and the cheese. And to finish it up, now that we're getting close to the end, the Battle of the Cake as a whole, you need to see it. I love it. It's sweet. This is one of Sam Peck and Paul's films that's rarely ever talked about. It's good, but it's one of his few modern... His modern westerns like Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia and this on Junior Bonner are rarely talked about. And they're interesting, too. It has uh, Steve McQueen as Junior Bonner, one of the, yeah. It's definitely another death of the Western. Uh, Junior Bonner is an old school cowboy who uh, can't deal with the 20th century. This was what they would call a good old boy western. Ben Johnson. Junior Bonner comes from the same things where you get the last picture show and thing and Lonely Are the Brave and things like that than uh uh stuff like the Wild Bunch. You know, country music, good old boys fighting in the bar. Amen. Well, for the winner, what about the losers? And Joe Don Baker plays a real son of a bitch in this one, but then that's one of his biggest things. He always plays a real son of a bitch. Another William Smith movie, Camper John. This is definitely a Billy Jack style film. You would see this 
more like uh, Johnny Thundercloud, uh, Camper John, and things like this. Tell them Willie Boy is coming. This is good, not one of the best. The best ones of these are, uh, well, Johnny Firecloud, because the ending of that one will just kick the shit out of you, because you won't expect it coming. And Billy Jack are okay, especially if you get Born Losers and Billy Jack. The other ones are just, yeah. This is good, but... When you chase a man who's got nowhere to run, he's gonna come running right back at you. You would see quite a few of these, you know, the Indian comes to get the white man, you know, set in the modern day. a very hard to find but very dark and fucked up movie about uh, the No Mercy Man. Another one taken from Rolling Thunder, where a good man is pushed to the edge and he snaps and he kills a whole lot of motherfuckers. Sorry, I need something to drink.
I told you. You're not going to get over the top as Shelly Winters is mommy. She not only chews up the scenery, she spits it back up and chews it up again and then chews up everything else she can get a hold of. Attack. 
this movie starts it over the top, goes over the top again, and then goes for a third time just for good measure. I'm not saying this movie is good. I'm just saying this movie is over the over the, over the top. I just wish we had a better person playing Cleopatra Jones and Tamara Dobson. Yeah, plop, poop. Small town in Texas. I haven't seen this, but this one's always been a hard one to see until the Blu-ray came out maybe about four or five months ago. If anybody has seen it right on my Facebook, Steve Ronquillo, tell me if it's worth buying. Thank you very much. But this just looks like the kind of drive-in food I love to eat. Well, most of these I've seen on VHS, not the drive-in, because I was too young to be watching this stuff at the drive-in, 1 to 10. So I was watching the kitty movies while I wanted to be watching A Small Town in Texas. Bo Hopkins. Kiss my. So far, this looks like uh, a knockoff of uh, Sugarland Express. Like I said, if you've seen the movie, please inform me. Yeehaw, love it. Don't do the barn. All this. After this, I'm going to have to watch me a walking tall movie after this is over. I promise you I will. Oh, shit. Boom. It just looks like stunt food, and I love that. Partnerships. Frank and Jesse James. Which Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Babyface Nelson and Pretty Boy Floyd. Warren Baby and Fade Dunaway. <laughs> what the hell is this? In this legendary lineup. The Dion Brothers. Oh, the Dion Brothers. God, this is so good. Train. 
All I know is it's got Stacy Keach in it, and that's all I need to know. So good. <laughs> oh God, I wanna see this is one of those as soon as I seen this trailer on this set, I wanted to see I need to see this badly. I mean just Stacy Keach. <laughs> Uncut, it's sleazier than shit. 
I think something weird video put out the uncut version. You can get it on their website, but because the uncut version of this is rated X. This is just a brutal, rape-filled, nasty little movie. I like it, but it's nasty as shit. There's no way around it. This one's nasty as shit. Cash. A lot of cash. You can say that again. 
freaking talked about it, folks. I'm sorry. I mean, it's like every other thing. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Eurotica. Yeah. What are we going to talk about busting? Jesus fucking Christ, Carl. Oh, Lord. It's pretty good. I mean, sorry. Some of the better films I remember seeing in the drive-in were uh, 
Well, seeing le- uh, werewolves on wheels, not on purpose. Uh, light, lightning, gator. The drive-in I remember for me was 1970 to 1983 when the indoor moved in. Well, when the indoor theater moved in, it pretty much killed the drive-in because there was only one theater in town and it couldn't support two. We live in a little old chicken shit town. Good, we're almost through with that crap. Good Lord. This is fucked up. We're on the cop section of the movie, and there's like almost all of them I haven't freaking seen. Like, here's another one, a dark comedy in order, law and disorder. For all the talk that Carl did about how great the 70s is, there have been a lot of crappy cop films coming out in the 70s.
Now this one is a classic. It's out of print now and it's going for exorbitant prices and I feel like an asshole for not getting it and it is the great Rolling Thunder. One of the darkest damn action films of the 70s with a great fucking performance by William Devane as a Vietnam veteran who comes back from Vietnam and is not This is the best of There's a Storm Brewing in this man movies. It's going to explode. Thunder. I just love it. They're like dead, and then soon he's like dead all through the movie like a zombie. Then soon he said, "We found the guy that killed her son." And then he's alive as soon as they find out. We gotta go kill these guys. Thunder. And with that. I'm calling you a night. Thank you for watching us with us, then. Oh, let's see what we got coming up in the future. In the future. We have coming up Wednesday on the Sesploitation exploitation we have a John Saxon tribute and Saturday well I don't know we'll probably we take off a week with Fred because Fred's a delicate soul and Sunday we're going to have Vicky back hopefully if so we're either going to do probably do top two of the end of the world and then sooner or later we're going to be doing a Rockin' Man live watch to redo that. And again, thank all you guys for watching me, <coughs> listening to this. And with that, good night, bless you, thank you for listening, and sorry for the last 20 minutes. But when you ain't seen something, you ain't seen something. And go watch some more movies. Good night, everybody.